Come on. Siobhan, are you ready? I am ready. I like it. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today is a strong and powerful Siobhan Moran. Excited to have you on. Siobhan is the founder of Energetic Solutions. She is a spiritual warrior for business success and growth, helping entrepreneurs to align for success. Siobhan, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, gosh. Long story. Don't make it super short and quick. Um, I always sensed energy. I couldn't figure out why people didn't understand what I understood. I was a coder at 14, first business around then. Uh, Then I moved to California. I met the love of my life. He died suddenly. I, about a year later, got sick, misdiagnosed, and nearly died on the emergency room table. And realized, well, as I was building a pharmaceutical company in my day life, I realized I didn't believe in Western medicine. And I believed that it was, it was good, but it wasn't a do-all, be-all, end-all. And so I took the injection that they said I needed in order to live. And I started thinking about how I could heal my own body and did that. And came out on the other side thinking, hmm, there's more to this. I don't understand. <laughs> and so I started thinking about how I'd help sales teams grow and, and the companies. I'd help four companies scale and get sold and how I did that and how that applied to my body. And I started playing with this idea of how energy and success work together. Then I took a class and I thought, gosh, the guy doesn't really know what he's talking about. I think I can do this a hundred thousand times better. And I ended up teaching um, at UCI and and some of the other colleges here in Southern California. I actually taught at Phoenix University for a semester about how energy and stress and success are all like intertwined. And, uh, And then I put that into a system and started seeing clients. And I saw them mainly just for their health stuff because I was focused on that. And what I discovered is all of my clients are having these massive, massive business breakthroughs and the business were, businesses were accelerating. They had more income. Things were breaking through and breaking free in ways that they'd never heard or understood or could figure out how to do before. And so me being a scientist, I started to backtrack and look at all the things I was doing and I thought, oh, I have this really cool business background. I'm a coder, and I think very differently, and I have this spiritual side. Oh, it's the business and the spiritual stuff. I call woo you know, the woo-woo and the moolah, woo-lah. Um, yeah, I know it's very, it's very airy-fairy, but it's actually very tangible. And have been putting, have put those together into, you know, helping people for the past 20 years. Well, I appreciate everything that you just said, and my goodness, what 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 an awful period that you had to go through with the love of your life passing mm-hmm. away, and then you almost losing your own life. What 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 was that window of time? How 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 long was that? Um, uh, he died then about 
I really just dove into work. So one of the things you do when you're in grief is, is you know, you just I just dove into work. I didn't know what else to do. It yeah. made sense to me. And I I loved what I was doing, and um, it made sure that I didn't just sit and do nothing. And I think it was about 18 months later mm-hmm. um, when I was helping this company, this, you know, this pharma company, and really I was retired as a consultant and ended up building systems for them and a sales team and all these really cool things. And, um, and that's when I noticed my body wasn't doing so good. And I went to a doctor and she totally misdiagnosed. Hmm. And I remember saying to her, I don't think you're getting it. I don't think you're doing it right. And, you know, I thought, well, doctors know best. Mm -hmm. I realized me and my body, I know best. And there's a thing that, that we really need to do is take care of it and listen to those inner nudges and then know what to do about it. Cause you can listen to an inner nudge, but then you can, you know, and then what do you do? Right. Unless you know what to do about it. Yeah. That's an interesting thing, right? Cause I assume that we all have those inner nudges or maybe we don't. Everyone does. I have yet to meet anyone who doesn't. It's just, how do they interpret them? What do they, what buckets do they put them in? And then what steps does somebody take? What do they take uh, in order to get help to the next step? And what I have discovered, unfortunately, is most people go in the right direction with the right ideas, but often end up in the, uh, you know, going like five degrees sideways or, you know, going the harder route because that's what we've been taught is we've been taught to take a longer, harder route. And I'm kind of the, how elegant can we make the code meaning system now? Um, and how quickly can I get somebody from the problem that they're, they're having, you know, cause if there's a business problem, there's actually a health problem, which is kind of interesting. That's what I've also discovered in all the thousands of people I've helped. If there's a business problem, there's a health problem. If there's a health problem, there's a money problem. And they all go hand in hand every single time. Now it's about triaging it and helping them dial into what their own language is and then helping to set them on a course to a solution. Lots of good stuff. Um, And I'll let you sort of try to to steer us into the right direction. Fascinated. I'd, I'd love to hear more about how we're, we're, we're all getting these nudges, but if we're not aware of them, then, then, you know, or if we have no idea what to do with them, or if we think that you use the term airy fairy and people are not paying attention to that and we're too busy doing other stuff. Um, so kind of, kind of take me down how, how people can become aware of these things or more importantly, um, or what we need to be able to do to become aware of them. Do we need to accept that that there's more out there than 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 we realize? How do we sort of come to terms with that? Mm. I think we're in a really interesting conundrum today in that we have this power, powerful way to search for anything, and we are actually creating more chaos and confusion. Hmm. Um, and so we're going for an instant search rather than saying, okay, I have something going on and we're looking for an answer. I have yet to find somebody who isn't looking for an answer for something. Right. So that's why Google is is so pervasive. Right. right. 
And so people are looking for all kinds of answers, but are they asking the right questions? And they, are, they, are they getting the information that's really going to support the fastest path forward? Nine times out of ten, it's not the fastest path forward. It's kind of like a zigzaggy, crazy up-down path. So one of them is the courage to slow down. And the other one is the courage to ask more questions. Um, we're usually in such a hurry to find the answer that we don't ask questions. And by not asking questions, we have this really fascinating thing of really thinking we're right once we've made a choice. And we have to be willing not to be right once we've made a choice. We have to be willing to say, you know what, that's not the right choice. I'm going to take this other path. And most people don't. They just stick with the choice until it's a big problem. Uh, Elon Musk, I, I watched some interview from some techie guy today that he was talking about, you know, he didn't say this in his, in any words of his, but the essence was, um, I want to fail fast and I want to get this, I want to make as many rockets blow up until we have it right. And you know, most people don't think of that, right? And he's willing to pivot really fast and find another solution and make it and, and make a different process out of it. And so once we're married to an idea, we definitely don't want to be wrong. Because like in school, we've been taught, eh, you're wrong, you're in trouble. You go to the principal's office. <laughs> and so um, we want to take an opportunity and really, really have more courage to pause, to breathe, not to worry, carry things that we need. And, uh, access our inner resources and take action on those inner nudges more quickly action on those inner nudges more quickly. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And, um, I think that that's a great way to frame it that today we are so conditioned to being able to simply pull our phone out or go right to our computer to get answers. And you might find an mm -hmm. accurate answer, but not necessarily the correct answer or the answer that's going to get you where you want to go quickest or most efficiently and yeah, we are conditioned sure. to that and the idea of failing fast or being more scientific and continue to ask um, or to, to test the hypothesis and not just accept the answer we have and go with it to keep testing and and revising it uh, certainly makes sense my my fear for, for, for me sometimes is that I like shiny objects. And so sometimes I think mm -hmm. I might get pulled in too many directions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I call it, I call it window shopping, <laughs> right? And window shopping is when you found a whole bunch of answers and you're like, I'm going to do that. No, I'm going to do this. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to do this. Oh no, I'm going to get that. And next thing you know, you've gotten a whole bunch of things and nobody's really holding your feet to the fire saying, I'm going to get you a result. And we're really conditioned with this searchability. We're conditioned to be able to handle it and figure, out our, um, figure it out on our own. Even more than ever. Oh, you can take an online course. Oh, you can do this. And we don't stick to it to say, hmm, I really am getting results here. I need to stick with this until the well is dry and we don't we really we hop, we just hop from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing 
Um, I have a couple books. I keep them. I keep a couple books. I don't read a lot anymore. Everyone's like, how many books can you read? And I'm like, how few books can I read? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's really stick with the concepts because as you grow and evolve and see business grow and evolve, you're going to have a new insight from a very, you know, a very powerful book that has lots of messages in it that you just keep going back to and back to and back to. Um, And so one of the reasons my people are so successful is um, we work from, we work on the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, the relational, and the financial. We work through all six in the system. And most people are doing that bright, shiny thing to get a little bit over here and a little bit here and a little bit here, kind of a little thing here. You know, we've got social media that does it. And then you've got, I just saw something on Pinterest that sparked my interest. And I thought, I wonder how many people get off on this tangent about thinking they need to do this one little move and then they'll have skinnier waist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it got me thinking about, oh, we're creating just one hit wonders rather than really going deep on these teachings. That's why the spirituality and the, and the business actually work super well together. So you have to go super deep inside yourself because you have amazing answers that you don't even know how to access. So how do I get started? Mm, be willing to breathe and pause a minute. Uh, be willing not to look things up immediately. That's a scary thing. <laughs> Put it down. Don't do don't scroll. Really know that you're going to find the right solution really instantly without trying to co-opt and outsource that. Um, so one of the ways that we do this is we ask a couple key questions in some of the, in, in the things that we offer as a starting place is, you know, where are you? And we have these other, you know, seven questions. Anyway, that, it, that goes through, this, goes through a process of getting you to mentally dial in and to get grounded. Something that's super important is not being grounded. Bright and shiny is about not being grounded. It's like, I need something more. I need something more. I need something more. It's that dopamine hit. So you have to get grounded. So sit straight in your chair. So that, you know, ludicrous things that are simple and easy and put your, you know, put your hands on the desk if that's all you got and then feet on the ground and just sit there and breathe for 11 breaths. Ludicrous, but it's going to allow thoughts to come in, write those thoughts down. If they're useful, great. If not, trash them. You have to be willing to throw more stuff away. And you have to be willing to say, hmm, this is really going to suit me to my end goal with ease and grace. Ease and grace is my motto, anyway. And uh, most people don't know how to do that. They're used to the chaos, right? I think I, I love that, ease and grace. I heard a, heard a, somebody say this years ago. They said, what would this look like if it were easy? Um, and I am a person who definitely likes to make things hard, and I think I value, you know, things that are worth having need to be hard, and that's just not the case. Mm. That can come to me easier. Yeah, and I bet you have a track record of a bunch of easy things, but you actually have been taught to focus on the things that are hard because they supposedly have more value, like books, books with lots of words in them or lots of pages have been valued for years and years and years, higher value than the books with the fewer pages. Fascinating. I have some ancient books that maybe have 120 pages and they're bigger 
type from a while ago, so bigger type. They're way more valuable than the 120 page or the 420 page book. Kind of fascinating. It is. It is. Uh, it is fascinating. The things that that uh, we place value on, uh, and I suppose that's a very very human thing to do, but it need not be that hard. And the answers that it's, it's I, human because we're taught to, we're taught it, it. That's the way to go. But not how we're made or designed or supposed to be. That's not how we're made. That's not how we come in. Because look at kids. They actually try to find the easier path. They actually try to bypass all the weird crap that adults do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to start watching my kids do stuff and and, and, and take some cues for them. Um, Okay. I think that it certainly does make sense that it needs to be a really integrated approach with the six different aspects or areas that, that, that your system talks about and just having the willingness and the courage to, to take that step back and to breathe and, and to not look for the, for, 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 for the answer quickly. Um, do people have a really hard time with that? In the beginning, in the beginning, yes, but it's really fascinating how easy it is to retrain somebody when I show them their, their unique way. So I have this, apparently I have this unique way of teaching and I get to somebody's unique ability through how I speak and how I share information. And it gets people to dial in their own unique language set because you have to find your language set. There are enough programs out there that teach their language set. Well, I've discovered that the reason my people are so successful is to teach them how to find their language set, their way to speak from their education and their background and where they want to go. And so one of the key things is is really to take that position from from that perspective and then start. Does that make sense? It does. It does, it does. I think uh, going through a process like that and everything that you've been describing, I imagine that that, that does inspire confidence in people that this is a, a process that it's been proven time and time again. It's helped companies scale and sell. It's helped individuals to, to become successful and happier and healthier. Um, and so I think that that probably inspires a lot of confidence. Yeah, it gets them there quicker and it gets them to have, um, you know, it's really kind of funny because they're like, oh, well, I should have thought of that. Hmm. Well, if you would have thought of that, that's cool. I'm sure that you would have done it. I am certain. But we have to take away all of the clutter. I have to kind of declutter so that we can reshift so we can get back to the true essence. A lot of people call it alignment. You know, we use that word now um, because people are more accustomed to it. But the true essence of who that person is as an operation type person. Every person, you know, goes from operation, you know, food, water, work, etc. You have a, a general operating system that you work from. And it's about finding that unique thing within it. And then people are like, oh, yes, that makes so much sense to my brain. Yeah, that's Love what it. I want. Clarity. <laughs> Love it. Well, Siobhan, the people are ready for your difference-making tip, even though you've given us a lot. What do you have for them? Oh, my goodness, more. Uh, <laughs> you know, I would say uh, one of my favorite things it is, it is in giving that we receive. 
Um, so as you give something, you actually must accept and learn to receive. And a lot of business owners and startups do not do that. They do not know how to receive. So if you're going to give something, you have to learn to receive. And you also have to be willing to give. And there are a lot of business owners who don't want to give. So it goes both ways. It is giving that we receive. So be willing to give, be willing to receive, and then ask for what you want. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. Siobhan, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, go to SiobhanMoran.com, S-H-E-E-V-A-U-N-M-O-R-A-N.com. And then we have a toolkit that goes through seven or more questions, epiclifetoolkit.com. And then there's a little audio at the end if you want access to that. And then, yeah, go from there. Start there. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Siobhan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to SiobhanMoran.com. It's S-H-E-E-V-A-U-N. M-O-R-A-N.com. Check out the EpicLifeToolkit.com as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Siobhan. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.